part of the problem here is a disconnect between what you think your new ethics can do or what you think it's saying versus what it can actually do, right? Because, yeah, I mean, like, telling people to clean their room, it's like, yeah, no, that's fine. There's a bigger point here around, like, order and organization in your space and your life and your thoughts does lead to more resilience um, and, 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 and so on and so forth, right? Like, but that is a very highly specific uh, point of order here. It doesn't lead to these things that like Peterson or these other people, pro, you know, proclaiming a new ethics think it does, which is like a complete reordering of society, you know, according to uh, these new principles and guidelines. Winner goes on to say as well, even the deepest insights about the world and man's place in it may nevertheless leave one perplexed as to what action is appropriate. To have completed even the most effective critique of Western metaphysics is no guarantee that one will know, if anything, uh, what to do next. The great mistake of attempt to propose a new ethic, it seems to me, is that they proceed as if the enterprise were something like philosophical engineering, a special kind of problem solving, but the level at which one seeks to elucidate first principles about man, nature, and being, the world is not a problem set. It is, if anything, a question set. And I like this idea that it, 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 it does construe a philosophy as itself a technocratic enterprise, as a form of engineering of a new society. I mean, one, not only is, not only does that lead us nowhere, because there is absolutely no shortage of new ethics, right? There, there, there are libraries full of people's own proclamations of what new ethics we need and their own philosophical engineering about how to reorder society. Um, not only does it lead us nowhere, but if it did lead us anywhere, is that would it lead us a place that we wanted to live, that we wanted a, a society that we wanted to exist? I'm not sure that it would. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I just don't think. In fact, I feel like yeah. This I, I thank God that we have the vagueness and the abstraction so that we can struggle to realize it as we learn that maybe this or that thing doesn't work or that there are new confounding factors that other analysts and thinkers haven't taken into consideration or that they're weird, not like one quick so fixes or solutions, but that they're just, I mean, as we are right now, it is not hard to imagine there are other values that are as of yet undiscovered, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like the idea that it is a blessing in of itself that like we have these frameworks and structures without too much specificity because it is only through like going through history and going through struggle and going through life and experiencing things that we can learn through the new ways of relating to each other or by freeing ourselves of, you know, the, the fetters that limit how we relate to each other. It's only then that we can realize, Oh, like this is something that we should value that this is one way to preserve some other thing that we value, right? If we are, valuing some sort of autonomy if we're valuing some type of relation then it is hard to imagine that like the the very particular vision laid out by some specific person is going to anticipate everything about it let alone anticipate all the ways in which it is limited or, or created or formed or reified or reinforced by the existing status quo and all the arrangement of things because we still don't even have a clear like we are always talking about how we need to have a clear view of the political economy but there are also things of it that we are not like probably not cognizant of not only because we may not know about them 
but because they're just like, they haven't surfaced yet or their interactions may not even be clear to people in general, right? It's only through going through history and time and struggle together and experience and life together that we can figure out uh, the ways in which we can form the world that we want to and the ways in which, you know, if we really do want a new ethic, if we want a new moral and ethical system, the way to do that while also having a material having it be connected to like, you know, an actual real society or material framework or you know, foundation and not just like pie in the sky and not just ideas and not just like science saying, attention, friends and neighbors, we're all communists now. We believe in common property. You know, like <laughs> nobody gives, if I did that right now, if I put that sign in front of my fucking, if I put that sign in front of my apartment complex, would be gone tomorrow, you know, or maybe someone <laughs> would like put a, a right in the corner nice. And that's, you know, yeah, I was going to say, you live, you live in Brooklyn. So someone would be like, yeah, nice, man. And then, like, nothing would come out of it. (laughs) But I think that's exactly right. Because if an astute listener will notice not just what we've said, but what we have not, what has been absent from this uh, analysis as well, which is that question of power. Uh, in these questions about what 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 is human nature, these metaphysical assumptions, in these proclamations about a new ethics, right? Nowhere in there do we see uh, considerations of power. And that is one reason why we uh, advocate not for a new ethics on on TMK, but instead for building power, right? Building worker power, uh, building power against our adversaries, because that that is ultimately that needs to be the goal here. Not not trying to lay out some blueprint for a new ethical system that we will all just fall in line with, but instead a redistribution of power within society, and from that will flow all of these things that are people are trying to skip the necessary steps to get there. Winner sums it up just, just like so well in the, in these last pages of, of this chapter where he says, you know, regarding that first point that we went over about these like unitary, totalistic, metaphysical hypotheses, right? He says, quote, the theories pretend to have knowledge that is not so easily available and to which possibly we are not even entitled, right? So boom, right there, strike it off, right? Uh, They pretend to have knowledge about things to which they cannot even have knowledge about. Now to that question of, uh, you know, as he says, this penchant for suggesting vast revolutions in consciousness where good sense and moderation might do for, as Winner says, you know, this is an overestimation of what the critique reveals and is matched by odd conceptions of what action is appropriate. That's the fundamental poverty here of these like metaphysical and ethical uh, viewpoints, right? Is that one, they pretend to have knowledge they don't have. And two, they have a, a, a severe miscon- mismatch between what they think they're revealing and what they think action will follow from that. Yeah.